0: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Okay, thanks for joining us. I'm Ian Kroll and I'm with our Everton correspondent Adam Jones. Adam, you were at Turf Moor yesterday Mm -hmm. for Everton's 1-0 defeat to Burnley. Um, Just first of all, tell us what you made of the defeat. Uh, I think I made of it what everyone else
1: made of it. Uh, I think the most frustrating thing was that it was so predictable, wasn't it? Even when you know the team news came out and it was you know again two defensive midfielders same formation same sort of system. I, I've noticed a few Everton fans were quite unhappy with that at that stage. And then uh, by the time the game kicked off, it was just slow. It was lacking creativity, lacking energy. And uh, if Benley deserved all three points at the end of the, at the end of the game. They they wanted it more. Uh, they were organised defensively. They had a plan going forward. And to be honest, Everton had none of that. The only person who could really come out of that game with any credit, in my opinion, was Yeri Mina. I thought he played very well again at Turf Moor, c- carrying on from what he did at the same ground last season. But other than that, it was a, a bit of a turgid performance, really, from Everton.
0: Is that the only positive to take from that defeat, then Yeri Mina's
1: performance? Uh, I think it's the only one that you can <laughs> absolutely take. Uh, I thought he dealt with the physical battle really well, Uh Playing against Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes isn't easy, as many Premier League defenders have found out in the past, especially ones you know, who were a lot more experienced in that field than Yerry Mina, let's say. you know, we, we all know he's coming off the back of a difficult season. This is his longest run of uh, consecutive Premier League games now, and I think it's really starting to show he's looking so much more comfortable next to Michael Keane. I don't think Michael Keane had a necessarily bad game, but I think Yerry Mina just far surpassed him. I think he is. Is uh is as I say, his physical prowess was on display. Thought his his knowledge of where Burnley were going to be able to cross the ball, so getting himself in position to make interceptions was really good. And I thought his ability on the ball. He played the best pass of the game mm-hmm. in the second half. Early in the second half, he played a through ball to Luca Dean on on the left flank, and it was the kind of pass that you know. I'd, I'd expect Guilfie Sigurdsson to struggle yeah, to make, yeah, yeah. And the fact that he's pulling off those sort of passes just shows you what kind of confidence at least he's playing with. And I think that that can only be a positive thing to be able to take from that. But as I say, I think that's probably the only positive that you're going to be able to to, uh, to identify.
0: Any complaints with um, the red card for Seamus?
1: Uh, not from me. Uh, I think, to be honest... I wouldn't have argued if he'd have got sent off just for the first ta- challenge. Uh, he doesn't mean it, and I, f- I fully know he doesn't mean it, but it was quite reckless. It was studs up, it was dangerous, uh, and it did uh, really hurt Peters in the end, who had to go off injured in that second half. Uh, so Seamus was unimaginably apologetic uh, after, after he'd done it, but I don't think he would have been able to put up too much of an argument if he got sent off for that one. And then the second one, I can kind of see where people are maybe saying it was a tiny bit harsh, but at the end of the day, he has got he has caught him late. He's, he's only got eyes on the ball, but he's not got the ball. Uh, again, it was a bit reckless, a bit dangerous, because he's caught him while he's in mid-air as well. So, yeah, there's no no real complaints from me about the sending-off, but as I say, I don't think the sending-off had really that much burden on the game anyway. I don't think Everton looked like scoring even before the sending-off, let alone... Let alone afterwards.
0: I mean, it's it's four defeats in a row now. Um, you know, g- can we call this what a crisis? A mini blip? What 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 are we calling this? Because we we go into an international break now, which is not ideal because we can't mm. really we haven't got a game straight away to to react. And you know, the pressure from now until the West Ham game is just going to build, isn't it? Mm. Are, are we in a mini crisis here at the minute? Uh, I wouldn't argue with you saying that. No,
1: I think well, this is Silver's worst run of form in the Premier League since being Everton manager. Everton haven't lost four straight Premier League games in five years. So, yeah, I think it, it's fair enough to assume that this is a mini-crisis. But I I kind of think to myself that this harks back to, you know, that run of form that Silva mentioned in his post-match press conference uh, from last season uh, where we lost three straight uh, Premier League games and then we had that two-week break mm. where there were cup games and yeah. after that, Came, yeah, after that we came back and we started looking a lot better, and we've started playing well again. So there is the precedent there for Silva to be able to look back on that and think, "Well, yeah, I can if I can get these players on the training ground, if I can sort out this zonal marking again, mm-hmm. if I can get them doing these certain things on the okay. training pitch, then there is the precedent that he he can turn it round because he's shown that he can turn it round. Uh, but I think the problem is he's got much tougher games from. Uh, than he's had from the start of the season. You know, this was meant to be quite a, a fortunate little start for us. This was meant to be a chance for us to be able to get those points on the board. And then if we were to, you know, suffer, you know, probably a bad run of form in those in those December games, you know, where we've got some really, really tough fixtures, uh, we'd, uh, we'd have a solid. Point space to fall back on. He's not got that now.
0: But another precedent from that period that you speak of was the games that we played after that. You know, We played Liverpool, United, um, Chelsea and stuff like that and we, we got results there, didn't we? Well, I mean, it, it, it kind of brings out that sort of
1: underdog mentality almost in Everton, those kinds of games, doesn't it? You know, the Goodison Park atmosphere was absolutely electric for all of those games. I've got no doubt that that really put, spared the team on They've, and that pushed them forward into some big results. I mean it's a little bit different i think west ham's still quite a big game uh, straight off the international break but it's not got that same aura about it almost you know the you know the likes of a a liverpool a liverpool or even a chelsea and arsenal visiting goodison park would so i, I, I think it's a crucial game and i think silver's absolutely right in saying it was a must win uh, but you know, I'd argue that the Burnley one was probably probably a must win as well. So uh, it'll be intriguing to see how they react to this international break because, you know, as I say, silver silver has done this before. Whether he can do it again or not, we'll have to wait and see.
0: Okay, um, well, Adam, thanks for joining us. I hope you can appreciate that we're both wearing Burnley colours today, um, <laughs> completely accidentally. Yeah, colour coordinated. <laughs> we we actually didn't really mean that. Um, but Adam, thanks for joining us.